What's up, brothers? Kevin Ayo here, host of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. And I want to let you know that if you want to see or hear an example of causal coaching, you can check that out over on my buddy's podcast, the Unapologetic Man Podcast. That's my buddy Mark Singh. On April 3rd, he released an episode of his podcast in which it was it was going to be an interview and it ended up being an example of coaching. So check that out, the Unapologetic Man podcast by our brother Mark Singh. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast episodes on the archipelago truth, the emotional emotional truth, and the abundant truth, all facets and explanations of the universal truth. Let's get started, guys. Elevate your alpha. Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and it's Friday, and we're finishing up the truth series. Today, we're talking about the abundant truth, and I want to review with you guys very quickly what the truth series was, because on Monday, we talked about the archipelago truth, right? The archipelago truth is our thoughts. It is how we relate to ourselves and how we relate to other people. And remember, that is an analogy for our relationships, which are thoughts. Remember, we're not in relationships with people. We're not in relationships with things. We're in relationships with thoughts, our thoughts, our choices, the choices that we make, the, the thoughts that we choose to have about people and things. That's what we're in a relationship things. That's what we're in a relationship with. And that's what the archipelago truth is. And then the emotional truth is the truth about our emotions and really how human beings function, both that we act from emotion, that it's emotions that drive our actions, but it's also, it's what we're after, that we're seeking, that we're chasing emotion. So we are both driven from and driven to emotion. It's very, it's, it's very um, cyclical, very circular. We are looking for those positive emotions we want to feel good we we're chasing those we're chasing what we think we don't have we think what we think we have we think we get the emotion from the outside right from our results from our circumstances coming from outside world but really what we're chasing is the way we think those results are going to make us feel so we're looking for emotions but we also want that emotional balance and we have that positive and we have that negative. So today what we're going to talk about is the abundant truth, which combines, which it, it's a part of the archipelago truth and it's really a part of the emotional truth, but it's actually sort of that second phase, that that next 20% of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership and it, and it combines them all. So it, it flips it back on its head. It's almost like you're going to, you're going to see through the telescope from one end and from one end you're going to have one perspective and then when you 
exit the telescope, you have another perspective because you're seeing it from a, another point of view. And that point of view is without the duality. It's without the judgment. It's without the positive, the negative, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, uh, the should, the shouldn'ts, all that. And that's the abundant truth. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before I get into that, run over to iTunes really quickly, guys. Just hit this pause. Hit pause. I mean, if you're on iTunes, it's very easy. Hit pause. Hit five star. Come back. It'll take you five seconds. If you've already done it, I appreciate it. I, I thank you. We've hit 200. We have broken 200. Hundred. In fact, it was my man Mark Singh of the um, Unapologetic Man podcast who he he sent me a text message. It was great. He's like, "Hey, brother, I just want to let you know I hit five stars and it clicked over to two hundred ratings. It was beautiful. It was like the the two hundred marker. So we are two fifths of the way there. We're going for five hundred. Help." us get there, be a part of that. I know that there are 200 of you that have been a part of that, and we're looking for 300 more of you guys to get us to 500. Now let's get into the abundant truth, because this is the second phase, right? This is sort of that second 20%. You guys hear me talk a lot about the first 80%, like that momentous leap, and it is a momentous leap. It's that huge jump from the duality, from looking at the world through the basically looking at the world the way you are instead of seeing the world the way it is and that is really where our beta condition is that's where our judgment comes in you know we're constantly in judgment and because we're constantly in judgment and we don't know we're in judgment we think that our beliefs are facts and that is where we start to struggle that's where we start to suffer because our beliefs are not facts and then we think that they're facts, so we think that we can't change them, and so we think we can't change our beliefs. We end up trying to change the external, the circumstances, and that will never work. That is, that is impossible. What we want to do is actually go back and change our beliefs because a circumstance cannot be changed. But we have to know first that we're having the beliefs. We have to know that they are beliefs, and we don't know that. We think that they're facts. And that's that first huge jump. That's the 80%. That is the separation of thought from fact. The second 20%, because that's so that's there's so much duality in that, right? You, it, you have to see the duality. You have to be in duality to understand that because you have to be in the judgment. You have to be in the, this is, this is negative, this is positive. It's usually in the negative that we recognize it because it's in the suffering that we want to break from it. We don't usually want to break from uh, you know, the, the, when we're feeling good, when we're feeling positive, when we're feeling love, when we're feeling confident, when we're feeling excited, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't, why would I want to separate myself from this? This feels wonderful. It's usually when we're in that space of suffering that we want to separate ourselves from, but that's exactly what we want to experience for the balance of having the emotion and to understand what it is that our brain is telling us, because then we start to understand that there is no duality and that is the next piece, that's the abundance. That's the second phase where you, you learn that all thoughts are sentences. They're just sentences. 
There's no sentence that you should have. There's no sentence that you shouldn't have. There's no sentence that is right. There's no sentence that is wrong. There's no sentence that is better. There's no sentence that is worse, right? So we judge our sentences so often. And we do it even when we are separating our sentences, even when we are separating our, so our thoughts from our circumstances, right? I have a lot of students. I even do it myself many times. When I, even when in that separation, it's like, what should I think? What would be a better thought, right? What, do, what you know, what is, what is better than this? What is, how can I, how can I, make my thoughts better right how can i think better how, how can i should myself into into something better and the whole move here is that there is no should or shouldn't there is no better or worse right guys that's that's where we're coming from that's where we're coming from that's coming from the beta condition where we're separating ourselves from that so that we can see the abundance of what's neutral. We can see the abundance of circumstance. We can see the abundance of perfection and that gift. And when we see that, when we see creation in front of us, then we see that we're free to create anything because the sentences are not, the sentences are, are, are not, they're, they're not what we think they are. <laughs> they're just, they're just sentences and emotions are the same. So when we go to the archipelago truth and we use that analogy, it's like whatever it is on the island, the island is infinite. Whatever it is we want to do on the island, there is no we should be in this part of the island or we should be in that part of the island, right? Or we shouldn't be, we shouldn't venture into that, that area of the island, right? There is none of that because all of that is saying that there's parts of the island. It's, it's not. The entire island is not just infinite, but it is abundant. All of it is there for you to explore and to see because it's all, it's all just, it's, it's neutral for you to determine what's going to serve you. What do you want to create? And we're going to, I'm going to move on to that in a second. But I want to talk about emotions as well. Because when we talk about emotions, and we go back to even Wednesday, the emotional truth, there's still that duality of emotion. You know, because we still judge our positive emotion and our negative emotion. But in the abundant truth, in that second phase of cognitive mastery, moving from that 80% jump, that, that huge leap, and that, that huge leap does take that time, that takes that shift to really observe what is happening in front of you and understanding the facts from versus your thoughts about the facts. And I'd like to say it's as easy as removing adjectives, right? But it's also like the needs, say I need to say I need or I have to. Because all of that is also thought. All of that is also belief. There's nothing ever you need to do or nothing ever you have to do. You don't even need to breathe, guys. Get it, right? Because you don't have to stay alive, right? You don't have to do that. You can choose to do whatever you want. It just might serve you to breathe, <laughs> right? It just might serve you to stay alive. That's all I'm saying. But it serves you. It's nothing you have to do or you need to do. You just want to do it because it serves your life. And that's where we get into the, the emotions. The emotional truth is that all of it is for us. We start to judge our emotions as good and bad, but even those uncomfortable emotions, if we avoid them, if we resist them, if we react to them, we, then we never get to process and feel them. We never get to understand where they're coming from. We never get to understand the cognition that's creating them. So we need and we want that balance of emotion. So it's not so much that we're balancing, right? Because that's the 80%. That's looking at the big, that's looking at, the, the, the beginning of the telescope, right? The beginning of the journey. In the beginning, we say it's 50-50, right? We want to balance 50% positive, 50% negative. But the truth is, the abundant truth is, in the end, when you get to the, that last 20%, you start to recognize that it's not even that. It's not even 50% positive and 50% negative. Because the positive and the negative blend together. 
all it is is cellular vibration. It's just your body feeling. It's just you having an experience. And that experience is always for you. Whether it's uncomfortable telling you, um, giving you a message, right? Or whether it's comfortable, which is also giving you a message. It's always for you in that abundance. So you start to recognize it differently as, oh, I, is, this is negative and I just need to feel negative emotions as part of my human condition, part of my human experience. It's like, no, 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 it's not negative. It's a cellular vibration that is happening for you. So there's no positive and negative. It's all abundant. It's all happening here and now for you. And I'm going to get to time in a second, but that's sort of that second phase. That's where we get from the archipelago truth, the, the thoughts, the emotional truth, the emotions, but really that, that set, that real move, that big second phase is understanding the model, understanding the model and understanding that whatever you want to create, you create it through your beliefs. You create it through your thoughts. You can have anything you want in this world and you can create it with your mind. You know, people have been saying it for centuries, certainly even millennia, but certainly centuries. And I would say decades more obviously, like people have been coming out more obviously in the last few decades with things like, uh, uh, what is it? The secret, right? The law of attraction, these kinds of things where they're talking about, yeah, you can, you can have it, you know, you know, even Napoleon Hill. Right. You know, that, you know, if you think it, you can create it. Right. You know, think and grow rich. It is it has been taught for a long time. But now he, like here, here's how we show it. Here's how you do it. You do it with understanding that second phase of cognitive mastery. You understand by understanding that process that, first of all, you have broken yourself from the limiting beliefs of duality. You're looking from duality into duality. As a, from, and then in, and then once you get to that place where you're looking from duality, right? You're looking from a place of judgment into almost neutrality. That it's duality that you're looking at, so you can see the neutrality. You see the objectivity from that place of subjectivity. Then you start to realize that all of that, you start to see all of that judgment, all of that duality. It's not a, it's not a if or if or this. It's not a this or that, right? It's not either or as I say, with duality. It's both. It's all. It's everything. So it's not a positive or negative emotion. It's, it's emotion. It's, it's just emotion. It's just cellular vibration, right? It's not a positive or negative sentence. It's just a sentence. You're just creating something with your mind, right? That is the abundant truth. And I, and I really, and here's the thing. This is why I wanted to put this out now at, during this time in our movement through time. As a species, I want to put this out now because this what is happening for us in circumstance with the pandemic and sort of what's going on where people are staying at home and they're doing, you know, they're, they're acting differently. People are taking on new behaviors to distance themselves and to stay at home and to, and you know, different uh, uh, washing pre precautions, you know, with the hands and the, the mask and the gloves. And this is all happening for us. And we've been preparing for this. Guys, understand we've been preparing for this. <laughs> With the information age, can you imagine if this had happened in like in 1990, like 30 years ago, 30 years ago, we don't have the Internet like we have computers, but the Internet is like dial up, right? Barely dial up it's like 24K that dial up and that screeching. So we barely have the Internet. Almost nobody has it, but there's no cell phones. You know, everybody's still on the wall phones. You know, you still got to go home to make a phone call. 
or, or you got to do a payphone, even if it happened 20 years ago, right? Even if we go back to the year 2000, you know, Y2K and all the weirdness around the computers and all that. So we have more internet there. It's still very slow, like maybe DSL, but there's no smartphone, right? There's no smartphone. There's no like high speed internet exchange. There's no apps. There's none of that. We have the internet, but we're still plugged into walls. We're still on the dial up, right? There's no Wi-Fi. 20 years ago, if this had happened, we would be in a completely different place in terms of how we respond with abundance, with creation and with value, because we've been preparing, we've been building for this. We've been building through computers. We've been building through the internet. We've been building through smartphones. You know, the smartphone came out 13 years ago, but really it didn't get into hands of almost everyone in the world until up to maybe five years ago, right? And it's not everybody has it. It's almost like this is a requirement. It's not a requirement. I don't want to say requirement because that gives out the wrong you know, thought, but it's, it's almost like something, everybody has it, <laughs> you know, almost everyone has a smartphone of some kind. And because of that, now what we have is we've been cr- building and preparing ourselves for this information age so that when things like this happen, and, you know, again, when has this happened before? It has happened before with other uh, with other viruses, but not in the same way because we're in a different time. And because we're in a different time, we can now respond differently. We can all isolate, go home, and we can still create value. We can still be and create purpose. We can still uh, 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 be work in our jobs either as, as employees or we can create value on a side, on, in a side business and, and really what we want to do. It gives us now time to, you know, it used to be, you have to go and sit in a in a classroom to learn something. Then there were online classes. Now there's an app. Guys, there are apps. You can take classes from universities for free with an app on a cell phone. That is unheard of. Like that is the year 2020. That is amazing. We have been preparing for this, guys. We've been preparing for this time where we can be in isolation and still be connected with people because we're not just connected with our thoughts, right? We are connected with our thoughts. That's the only thing we're really connected with. But we can also now we have the technology that we've created with our thoughts to maintain our connections visually, audioly, right? We we have FaceTime. We've got the sounds. We've got the phones. We can see people. We can hear people. Even though we don't, we may not be able to touch people in that proximity. We still can, of course, if you, you know, you don't, if you're isolating, if you choose to isolate yourself and you want to stay home, we still have the technology for you to see this is new and we've been preparing for it and you can still create and you can still learn and you can still stimulate yourself by learning a language. How how do we used to learn language? You have to go to the library, right? You have to go to the library. You have to buy a course online, right? You have to buy a course on TV. Before there was an internet, right? You got to buy the Rosetta Stone on TV. You got to buy some sort of course on TV. Go to go. Got to go to college to learn a foreign language. You got to find a, a tutor to come to your place and teach you. Now it's a, it's right there. It's right in front of you. So we have been preparing for this time, and we can create with this time. We can use our creation. We can use what we have developed, what we have built up, to now recognize our own abundant truth. See, everything we've done up to this point has helped us get to where we are now in a space in our mind where we can make a shift in consciousness, where we can go through a conscious 
movement. And that conscious movement will help us understand that we have abundance, not through exterior abundance, not through abundance of what's happening outside of us. Because what happens outside of us is out of our control. We have the circumstances as gifts and that are happening for us all the time, in time and perfection, in time, in time of, of the present moment, as the present moment unfolds. But what we have abundance of is belief, is thought, is, is emotion, is action, is all the, those things, all those parts of the universal truth that we do control. And all those parts of universal truth that we do control allow us the abundance to determine our own results. That's the thing, guys. The only thing that's preventing our you from having what you want is the thought. It is not the circumstance. It is the thought. It may be your brain telling you that it's the circumstance, but it is always the thought. And that is the second half. That's that it's the second phase, but it's not the second half. It's like the last 20%. Because really it's 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 like a it's like the last step in running a mile, right? Because you run that mile, you run that mile, you're you're you know, you're constantly trying to unweave or or look at and observe and go into and feel and process the emotion and feel and, and learn about the, the thoughts and, and recognize what your brain is telling you and separate it from what's happening. You there's, there's so much process in that. There's so much process in just coming to understanding what is happening now, what you've created for yourself now through belief, through cognition and emotion. But once you understand that and you can see that, and separate that from what's happening and recognize, oh, I did this and this is from me and I, I, and this is what's happening and how can I work with that? Then it's it's like that last step. It's like, boom, I crossed the finish line. And now we create. And now we go into that work of abundance, of having what it is that you want. A lot of times it's not even knowing what you want, right? I get that as well. A lot of times it's not even knowing what you want. It's just kind of trying to deal with the suffering that's happening now. And that's totally fine, guys. That is totally fine. When you get to the abundant truth, when you have the abundant truth, it's totally fine that if you're coming from a place of suffering, because that is the human condition, right? We, and, and suffering is a judgment, right? It's not that we're going to end suffering, right? There's no way to end suffering. So, but what we end is your thoughts about the suffering. There's no way to end the cellular vibration that occurs due to emotion. I mean, that's just, that's a chemical reaction that's going to happen. That is a part of the human condition. Like that is a part of being human, being an organic machine, right? That is our body. <laughs> that's our DNA, right? So that's the way it is. But what ends is your thoughts about that cellular vibration. What ends is your judgment around how much suffering, about how painful it is, about how bad it is, about how horrible it is, and, 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 and those types of judgments that drive you into avoiding, which turns into the action of buffering, or, or resisting, right? Or reacting, which reacting is just you reacting to that motion, emotion. But when that judgment is gone, when there's no judgment about what this, about this, about how it feels, right? Because you just feel it, you just process it, you just allow it. The judgment is gone, so there's there's all of that suffering is gone. The emotion remains, the feeling remains, but the suffering is gone. So we don't remove the suffering, guys. We remove the thoughts about the suffering. We remove the judgment around the suffering. That's the abundant truth. You recognize that the suffering, if you still call it that, you may call it something different because the chemical reaction will be there. I call it cellular vibration because that's what ha that's what's kind of happening. That chemical reaction, that cellular reaction, in that in that that or that chemical reaction in that cell. But whatever it is you choose to call it, it's the judgment about it. This is bad. It shouldn't be happening. I don't want to feel this. All that goes away because you recognize the abundance that this is a part of life, and it's not negative. It's for you. 
And then you go on to create. And then you use it. And then it becomes a part of you. You own it. And in that ownership of it, it's no longer controlling you, but you have control of it. Regardless of it. Regardless of its subjectivity or your subject or the subjectivity that you're placing on it and this is how this all relates to purpose the abundance of purpose is that your purpose is whatever you choose i think that so many people think about their purpose as being something that is outside of them that they need to discover like they're born into this world for a purpose and then they have to go into this world to find their purpose and that is not the that is not the case. <laughs> that, I mean, that's just not true, guys. He, here's what. Here's the truth. The truth is that the purpose is inside of you for you to choose. And that the abundance of that is that it can be any choice you want to have. It can be any choice that you decide to make. You, there's nothing for you to discover other than the choice that serves you the best. There is no right choice. There is no wrong choice. There is no, this purpose is your purpose. And if you choose something else, you haven't chosen your purpose. That's not the case. You can choose anything you want. You get to choose it based on how it serves you. So the abundance there is that there is no right or wrong. It's a sentence. It's a thought. It's what you decide. It's what you decide based on how you want to feel, right? That's going to be your quality and experience of life, your feelings, your emotions, and what you want to create. That's going to be your external result. That's going to be what you have, right? It's going to be the type of relationships. It's going to be the type of... Uh, uh, you know, everything, the, the wealth, the money, the, the, the house, the location, the job, the occupation, the, you know, everything. It's, it's, all, it's all that external stuff, right? So that's how it relates to your purpose is that it just comes down to your choice and you can choose anything you want. It's the same thing with future-focused thinking. You know, the abundant truth of future-focused thinking, when we look at that intentional model, when we look at what you want to create, you can create anything, literally anything. I say literally, and I mean literally, literally, right? Because some people think like, what do you mean literally? Like, are you talking about like, I need to, you know, figuratively, like there's certain things I can't. No, no, no. It's whatever you want. It is whatever you want. You just, all it is, it starts with a thought. You just got to go to work believing it. That's why so much work is done with believing hard things is going to work in your thoughts. And the abundant truth isn't just in your thoughts, because in your thoughts, you can think anything you want. Like there's no thought that you should or shouldn't think or believe. When it comes to being more of who you are, when it comes to being that better version of yourself, I think that there's a lot of people who think that their brain starts to tell them that there is an ideal, like there is something that they should do or should think in order to be a better version of themselves. And there's not. There's not, guys. There's nothing you should think to be a better version of you. It's only what you want to think. It's only what is the thought that's going to get you the results that you're looking for. It's only what is the sentence, what is that neutral a sentence that is that you could choose from an infinite uh you know, configuration of when you think about words, you can put words together in an infinite number of ways so that you start to believe it and it creates a result for you. There's nothing you should or shouldn't think about that. It's just a sentence, right? That's the abundant truth when it comes to your future focused thinking, but it also has to do with your behavior. The abundant truth with your behavior is that you can do anything anything as long i mean here's the thing with doing doing is like force times distance right doing is like a it's like a power or, or a work output so my work is force times distance my power is force times distance divided by time and that's what i that's my maximum doing right in terms of what i can do 
I can only do to a certain contractile potential, to a certain power output. Otherwise, I have a ceiling and I have to train past that ceiling. That's what exercise is for, right? That's what training is for. We train past that ceiling of capacity so we can develop to a higher level of capacity. But in terms of doing, that's really the limit. Aside from that limit, right? Aside from whatever that limit is for you, you can do anything up to that limit. There's nothing you can't do. So when, so, when you start to tell yourself you can't do something, it, it's, it, it, again, it, it, that is the lack of the abundance. The abundant truth plays into you knowing that you can do anything that fits within that power output. And I'm not, I'm I'm not going to belabor that because we can go into that in a whole other thing, but you can do anything. There is a lot of thoughts around, I can't do this, I shouldn't do this, or I'm not supposed to do this, I am doing this, but I'm not supposed to be doing that. And it's all just math. It's all coming back to what you're doing is not creating what you're feeling. It's not creating your quality of life. What you're doing is math. What you're doing is moving matter through space you're doing that's all doing is it's what you are thinking and what you are feeling so in the abundant truth you're doing is can be literally anything and that relates directly with the abundant truth and time because with time when you get to do when you get to act is right now you always have right now the abundant truth when you when you move to that that second phase again that last 20% that cognitive mastery part where you're really jiving, like you're really running, things things are happening, right? You're just spinning because you, you now have separated yourself from your limiting beliefs. Your limiting beliefs are gone, right? The, the, the glass ceiling has been broken. And now you're in that place of creation. So you're spinning, you're moving, you've got a ton of momentum. When it comes to time and the abundant truth of time, it's, it's there's always right now. It's right now, right now, right now, because right now is the abundant peace. There is no past. Your past is as good as it might as well not even have ever existed. I'm not saying there's not value in it because there is value in writing your past and making sure that your past serves your present in taking a look at your past and, and thinking about it in ways that help you create your present and help you drive into your future. So there's some value in looking at the past, but truly your past is dead. Truly your past has no effect on what's happening right now. Because if you look at say, okay, it's nine o'clock. I'm supposed to, I, you know, I've got on my calendar. I'm supposed to, right? There's that supposed to word. It's nine o'clock. I'm supposed to be doing this. It's like now nine ten. Oh my gosh, I didn't do it. I was supposed to, right? So we've got all this thought around time and I've now lost this time. I'm now back behind. No, do it. You got it now. Do it. There's the thought about exercise, right? It's like, oh, I want to exercise, but I have to put it in a certain time. If I'm not exercising at 6 a.m. or at, you know, 5 p.m. after work, or I guess after work is kind of funny now. And even at the gym, we talk about this. It's like, well, during this time of the recording of this podcast, many gyms are closed and many people are not going to work either. So we, it's very, it's interesting to say that, but it's still, you know, you think about exercise, like, oh, I want to exercise. I'm going to exercise at 6 a.m. I'm going to exercise at 5 p.m. And we, we do it or we don't do it. And then we don't do it. It's like, oh, I didn't work at 6 a.m. Okay, so what do I do? I just wait till the next day. No. In the abundant truth, you know that 6 a.m. is a construct, a human way of measuring the movement of 
essentially the rotation of the earth, right? Because it's how we look at the sun. So because it's how we look at the sun, it has more to do with the rotation of the earth, right? It's a spinning. And it has, it's, there's, there's no real anything to it other than to coordinate us on a global basis, right? So that we all kind of can coordinate our, our, our present moment. That's the only thing that our measurement of time, not in time passing in terms of 30 minutes or one hour, but in measurement of what time it is, say it's 6 a.m. Pacific time, that's all that is. It's just a way to coordinate. So we look at that as like, oh, I missed my 6 a.m. So now I have to wait till tomorrow. No, do do your workout now because now is the time. Because how do we know that now is the time? How would you know that now is the time, brother? Because you're thinking about it, right? Because it's in your head. Because it's there. It's like, boom. Maybe it wasn't there at 6 a.m. Maybe that was on your calendar. Like the calendar is when I want to do it. I want to do it at 6 a.m. It gets to be 6.30. Even if it gets to be 8.30. And you look at your calendar and you missed it or you didn't think about it at the time or maybe you're thinking about it now. You're like, oh, my push-ups. I didn't do my push-ups. I didn't do my workout. Drop like right there. Boom. Because your mind is there. You see it right there right now. Instead of logging back into that brain and say, oh, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll do it in the future, which... <laughs> I just got done on the past, right? I just got done saying that the past doesn't exist. Brother, the, the future is not really there either. The future is out there for you to create and you will create it. You will determine like you're going to get out there. You're going to make things happen with your brain. You could do that. You could say, I will work out tomorrow. I will do my workout. But there's, there is, that's the brain telling you it's out there. There's only right here. There's only this time right now. If you're thinking about your workout, hit it, do it, rock it create that relationship with yourself right now. It doesn't have to be the workout you planned. You know, it may not be going to the gym. It may not be doing a five mile run or 5k run. It may not be, you know, doing whatever it is you had planned on doing, you know, like 20 minutes of push-ups and squats, who knows, but just do something right there, right now, do 50 push-ups, just get them done. And that's the abundant truth with time. But here's, here's what I want you guys to take from this podcast is that you can create anything you want for your future. Once you get through that first 80%, once you make that first leap of understanding what is your subjectivity around what is happening, what are you thinking? What are your beliefs? How are you creating the world you have today through the way you think about the world you are being given? Because that is the power that you have. That is the power that you've been exercising. That's the power that you've been using as a human being. That's the that's your gift as a human being. But a lot of times we don't know that, right? We don't know that we've been doing it. We think that life has been happening to us. So the first 80% is recognizing that you are creating, that life is neutral. Life is the gift that's being given to you. And you are in this place of creating with your thoughts. And your, what are your current thoughts? What are your current beliefs? Looking at those and separating those from what is so that you can see them and see all the power that you have. You can see all the, the, all the creative power that you've been using to get where you, you are. And then we take this, this last 20%, which is, okay, now that you know that and you see what you've been creating, what do you want to create? Where do you want to go? And you just go to work with that momentum. So every time, guys, every time you say can't, or I have to, or I should, or I shouldn't, or I need to, or anything else that limits your ability to see the truth and the truth of infinite possibility through choice, through what you can do, through your power, which is cognition, emotion, and action. 
everything else you don't need to control. There's so much thought around what you need to control, but if you can control those, when you learn to control your mind, when you learn to control your emotion, your quality of life, your experience of life, and when all of that happens and you control your behavior, then you you don't need to control anything else. You are in control of everything else. And that's the abundant truth. And that's what I got for you guys today. Go to the alphamalecoach.com and sign up for a 45-minute consultation call. I will show you that first 80%. I'll just give you a, a brief glimpse because that's where it begins. That's kind of that aha moment. That's where the light bulbs go on. When you get that brief glimpse that the problems that you think you have are really just the problems your brain is creating, right? Because the problems are thoughts. The circumstances are neutral. The problems are what your brain is creating about the circumstance and how you're looking at that and how you can turn that into an advantage for you, how you can start to turn whatever problem you think you have into not just a solution, but into a way for you to drive into the next version of who you are, of who you want to become, of opening up and recognizing more, becoming more, and having more of a relationship who you already are. So go to thealphamilcoach.com and sign up for a 45-minute consultation call, or just enroll right now. Enroll in the Elevated Alpha Society Spartan Academy and start your cognitive mastery and emotional ownership training today. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.